Aloha, we're back with yet another episode of the Feminine Uncut podcast. And if the last one was really a hot subject and on fire, we're gonna dive into something more subtle or more intense for us women, which is motherhood. Because most of you really challenged me as a fresh mother to talk about my experience, but also explore femininity and motherhood together. So you asked and we deliver. But before we start, I'm Juana, your host, founder of thefeminine.com. And we're an online platform dedicated to women all over the world. Our mission revolves around a totally new paradigm of how to take care of yourself as a woman, soul, body, emotions, everything. And our belief is that if you acknowledge and include the feminine principle and the feminine practice in your daily life, you can totally transform the way you live, love, and work. For the past 15 years, I've been a coach. And I've dedicated my last 80 years to women all over the world to embrace their voice, follow their heart, own their power, and really embrace and express their womanhood. The feminine is the embodiment of my coaching method, and it brings together tried and true body of work with the intention to meeting all the questions, concerns, and curiosities. Self-care, sensuality, female sexuality, empowerment, career, relationships, sisterhood, everything in between. So let's start. Yona is my partner today on motherhood and she really came with, I have no idea how to talk about motherhood because I am so far away from the subject. But I challenge her to, you know, be part of the conversation as the person who's still avoiding the, <laughs> the energy of motherhood while I'm totally immersed in it and see that this dance can work as well. So Yona, welcome. Oh my God, this is so difficult for me. It's not like challenging, it gives me creeps. <laughs> so... I will stay very brief in this podcast. I will just ask you some questions we received from listeners and members of our community who really want to know very precise things about motherhood, but to, to have a smooth entrance. Please promise me, when it's yours, it's different. <laughs> Because for me, relating to one, I mean, I adore her. I could spend hours just looking at her. And when I see her, it doesn't matter how or what I felt before, I'm in tears. I mean, this is like the most wonderful thing ever. But seeing the whole chaos, can I call it chaos? It is chaos. Surrounding yeah. the, the baby and the motherhood, it makes me feel I'm never going to be able to do it. So promise me that when it's your baby, it's different. I don't have to promise you it is that way. And the fears we associate with motherhood before becoming mothers, and it's a very chronic symptom around women. Women do have that fear around motherhood, and young women have that fear as well. And it's, in a way, associated with infertility. And I've experienced it as well. I've come to see that fear is part of the process, but it's inauthentic. It's like a psychological fear, because... The actual experience of motherhood brings so much resources, inner resources, in the game of it, in the process of it, that that fear just melts away. So you have it before being a mother and it dissipates the moment you are a mother. And not like giving birth, but like being pregnant or during the pregnancy. Because, you know, the nine months you carry your baby in the belly, you become a mother. It's, it's not only that he, you know, becomes a human and then you deliver it to the world. You are also becoming a mother and your baby is part of that process of growing into motherhood. He's giving you everything for you to have that inner birth. 
there is hope. <laughs> oh, totally. There is it's hope. Hope and is right on, over the corner. And it's organic. You don't have to study the to most, study it. the most intuitive and organic process I've ever experienced. Okay, speaking about organic and intuitive, one of the most frequent questions we keep on receiving of the motherhood is how you balance motherhood with femininity. Because most of the questions we received make me feel like women put motherhood and femininity on two different tables when in fact they can fuse. They are one of the same thing, but motherhood is just an aspect of femininity. It's not something different from femininity. I don't think they fuse. I think that's the problem, that we kind of overlap motherhood with femininity for a long time because motherhood is so sucking of everything. Like, you know, in the first months and years of the baby, you are only a mother. Literally, there's no energy and time and space to be anything else. The baby needs so much of you that the energy of the mother archetype just totally surrenders and totally gives everything to the baby. So the fusing part is the dysfunction. And in a way where, you know, we're keeping it separate because we don't know how to still nourish ourselves as women while we are mothers. I think nowadays we've started doing some progress because we've started integrating the support system. And I think the support system is essential and crucial in motherhood, especially at the first newborn, because unless you actually can rely on trustworthy, rely on other people to deal with your little baby, you won't be able to nourish your femininity. But most of the times in our psyche, it is a split experience because motherhood belongs to one grand archetype, the archetype of the mother, and femininity belongs to the wild woman. And they have historically, psychically and collectively have been so in a battle. That's why so many women tell us or write to you specifically, how can I feel woman again? I don't feel feminine anymore. That's where it comes from. Yeah. So it's a split in the psyche. And then there's the reality on the court where the baby's taking everything and we do not know how to create support structures and receive that support. You know, one of the greatest challenges for me as a mother right now is the support structure and support system. And it's not only about having people around me to take care of the baby. It's how I contract and negotiate the terms of that support for me on many levels so that those people reflect my desire as a parent in how to take care of Anna. So... I'm actually dealing with it. You know, I've, I've recently contracted uh, my, my coach again to work with me and my partner and kind of like work with me and the things that come up for me in asking and receiving support around raising Anna. Because I can definitely can't do it on my own. If I'm going to do just that, then I'll just, you know, take care of Anna for the rest of my life. But I'm more than that. I have a career. I have projects. You know, I, I am a woman. So I want everything on the plate. And for me to be able to do that, I have to have people that support my vision, but also, you know, implement the devil details that I want in everything that I do. This is, in fact, the second most frequent question we receive. How do you deal with the challenges of motherhood? I deal with a lot of patients on my behalf. I, I always put this 
pressure on me that I have to ongoingly work while I'm having a child and also be a woman, <laughs> which was an, an insane. And even thinking of that was insane, not, not actually implementing it. So one of the things that I hit very strongly in the first few months of motherhood was the fact that I can't have them all right now and I need to focus on each one of them, integrate each one of them at a whole new level and then bring them together, motherhood, career and womanhood. So I did what every human being should do, prioritize my needs and my, you know, my outcomes and my intentions. So for the last months, I've just been a mother, you know, and I've actually dealt with it from a place of that's the only thing I can. And I've worked in my relationship with my partner to deal with the fact that I can't do that. You know, I can't be a woman for you right now. And we need to deal with it. And really, you know, contract with my partner that our relationship is a little bit on hold until we are actually integrating the process of parenting. Until I did that, it was conflict ongoingly because, you know, like the moment the child gets present in the family environment, at least the firstborn, the men also needs attention. They just happen, they happen instantly. It's just amazing seeing that. So the whole pregnancy, my partner was fully devoted to me and the baby and taking care of everybody like me and her you know, fully on, loving, nurturing, caressing, spoiling me. I was like having the best time of my life, the best partner ever, emotional, connected, everything. The second Anna got born, like literally the second Anna got born, here's Michael's inner child all over the place. Tantrum after tantrum, he needs attention, he's jealous, he wants, you know, my attention, he's the one getting the, the delivery. He's the one having a depression after the delivery. He's having all the symptoms that women should have yeah, <laughs> during the delivery, after the that. delivery, three months into the delivery. <laughs> I remember when I saw him at the hospital, he was in pain. I mean, it was like, who is giving birth? <laughs> Psychologically, wrong? he was giving birth because I was really immersed in the physical process <laughs> to even have a psychology about it. You know, that's the funny thing about suffering and pain. When you're in pain, you're actually living the reality. When you're in suffering, you're living psycho reality the story the story story. about the reality yeah and it was like the first months the first month of 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 our relationship it was about him all the time while you're literally taking care of the baby and it's really chaotic and you're you like sleep deprived you've just had a delivery it's like a lot on you and that was the most challenging thing to deal with my partner on top of, you know, being immersed in this whole new process that I have no idea how to do with the anxiety around, you know, the newness of the process and this little pumpkin who was so little, so little, so little that, you know, I was just like afraid that she would stop breathing or, you know, drop her out of my arms or something. So there's a lot to integrate and it's very overwhelming, literally. And you need to be patient and kind of think that a big elephant uh, is eaten uh, piece by piece. You need to be patient. This is a resource. Yes. Because uh, another question we received is how do you find your resources or what are the best resources? I'm not sure it's something that you can universalize. What works for you might not work for me. 
but if you were to think of some of the feminine values as resources which can be the most helpful in this process of motherhood patience with yourself and compassion and you know tenderness with your limitations because you are going to hit a long curve in time of being and feeling limited and getting triggered about it and another resource for me which started actually during the pregnancy but I never really saw it as a as a growth opportunity as a lesson until I actually you know fully engaged into taking care of Anna physically and after her delivery was owning my space and owning Anna and owning how I am taking care and raising Anna from day 1 really owning the queen that I am about raising Anna and from that place of ownership really be straightforward with people from her father to everybody around me about what I need and how I need it to support me and to support me raising Anna and to support Anna and then to support you know everybody who wants to be part of raising Anna including her father and i think very connected to ownership was intuition my intuition got so refined and it was such a strong process a spiritual process of connecting with my intuition motherhood just gave me that as a gift i was like literally you know very immersed in my relationship with my intuition and using it as a spiritual tool before anna but after anna is just like 100% accurate and not seeing things ahead of time but feeling them and you know having emotions about them and, and voicing them and then having the reality confirm it uh, you know i don't know a few days or weeks into it just amazing amazing and just trusting that intuition without judging yourself or feeling guilty that you're rejecting things or you know saying no to people that support you but they're not the right support you need and on and on and on and on so I think it triggers a big spiritual growth process motherhood but it's unmet spiritually. A question I want to ask you but I'm sure it's going to be valuable for many young moms or moms to be. I was assisting during your pregnancy and even after you gave birth at a crazy process of making a choice, decision making process. C-section, natural birth, giving birth in water, using anesthesia, breastfeeding, no breastfeeding, natural Pumping. milk. <laughs> like you had three three midwives. Like come on, two doctors until a point, then four doctors and one doctor like two pediatricians. It's like crazy. <laughs> it's like crazy. And there's whole Dr. Google thing that's invaded. I mean because of you because you're sending me links and sharing stuff. My feed in Instagram feed is invaded by young moms utensils and like apps on whatever. And I'm like, "Oh my god, like everybody's saying he's her thing." And another one is swearing on a method and you're like facing trillions, trillions of, of possibilities and everybody's so sure that's the one method. How do you make a choice as a young mom because you're confused and I saw you you're like who's right he's telling me that he's telling me that what do I choose Yeah This is where intuition kicks in 
and your baby is going to give you the feedback. If you tune into the needs of your baby and to his development, his real development, not the thing you're projecting on him or other people project on him, if you really tune in emotionally with your kid, the kid is going to guide you into the right choice. And if you're looking at your needs and his needs, that will be the only information you'll need to make the best choice for yourself and your kid. And uh, I love to have options, real quality options. And then I love to just, you know, take a distance from those options and really tune in and feel what is right for me. And if there's something about parenting is nobody knows how to do it. And, you know, it's a, it's a personal solution. It's a personal system. Parenthood is a personal system. So it's you with your baby and you have to figure it out on your own. That's why intuition is so critical. And that's why it became such a spiritual lesson for me. To a whole, whole new level. Okay, last question. I have a friend who's an MD and uh, you know her. And she kept asking me during this whole motherhood process, how's one, how's one, how's one. And I kept on keeping her in the loop with how, how's your process going on. And uh, not long time ago, a, a friend of hers, who's also an MD, gave birth. And she's like all over the place. And she told me, oh my God, I met this friend of mine. And she's like, I don't even recognize her. I think she's going mad. Please tell Juana on my behalf that she's a heroine. How did she do it? <laughs> and I want to end this podcast with, I know everyone has her own process and her own method and her own flow but how do you at least try to avoid going crazy in this whole chaotic life that a baby brings into your life well for me it's the feminine practices that i've been really teaching and also trying on my own for many years now and it really paid off <laughs> that work paid off for me hugely I don't want to interrupt you, but I can vouch that you've never been irrational in this whole process, like being pregnant and giving birth and early stages of motherhood. You had your moments, but you never yelled, you never screamed, you never smashed. Probably you did, but you hid it well. So how do you stay balanced? I don't know how to even ask such a question, but I'm sure you get my point. Uh, well, I gave myself permission to be all those things. And uh, I actually lived them consciously and in full intensity for myself. I remember, you know, first month when the baby was, uh, was with us at home, that uh, <laughs> my partner was like, you're all over the place, you, you're irrational, you can't control yourself, you're, uh, you know, waking up every time Anna screams, I'm with her, I'm taking care of her, she'll be fine. You can't just come in like an eagle and take her away from me just because she screams. And I said, oh, yes, I can. Oh, yes, I will. Because I, it's my first newborn and I can be as irrational, as hysterical, as anxious, as fucked up as I want to be. <laughs> I have this human right to be as exactly as I am. And that's fine. And I have hormones and I'm depressed and I'm fucked up and I'm all over the place and I'm overwhelmed. And that's fine, too. <laughs> And I actually had that type of conversation with him and I educated him into giving, you know, permission for those types of reactions because they were valid. 
you know, they were valid. I was in this new process. I was triggered and overwhelmed. You know, all the less theoretical lessons you have don't apply in the practical. I'm so in tune with her being okay that, you know, every sign of distress can cause a trauma. So I'm just, you know, like an eagle there, avoiding everything. Of course, you, you, you relax in time and try to order the irrational and the rational. But I gave myself permission. I didn't put it on others, which I think is something that years of meditation and years of feminine practice have taught me the accountability of my own emotions. I didn't put it on others. I didn't even put it on my partner. But I think that level of containment and balance, inner balance, comes from years of practice and years of meditation. I don't, don't expect that just because you want it to. You know, you have to work on it. But uh, I gave myself permission to be depressed. I gave myself permission to be rational, to have anxiety, to be afraid. I, I educated people around me. Like my father is perfect, you know, grandparent for Anna, and they have a special bond, a special relationship, and he's very implied into educating. And I have two men, you know, who are taking care besides the nanny who's taking care of Anna. And once I remember, I put them on the table and I said, I'm the mother. I'm a Black Panther, and if you look at National Geographics, the Black Panther kills everybody, including the father, if the baby is in danger. So do not expect of me anything except animal behavior <laughs> when it comes to Anna. Just that's where I am. That's how it's going to get played out until I can become, you know, rational again and contained. It's my newborn, firstborn. This is how we roll. And if you want to be part of it, be part of it, but include and accept me the way I am. And so I, I refused any stigma or any diminishing in my family environment of my emotional state. You know, because people try to put you down, like, oh, you're not depressed or you shouldn't be that. No, you should be exactly where you are and you should feel exactly where you feel. And unless you allow those hormones and those emotions and those cycles to flush through your whole being and be with it and integrate them, you won't be able to reach balance. You'll be depressed and it will move into a crisis, a psychological crisis, and then you'll have bursts of anger because you have not really processed whatever's going on inside. So I think that was like a, a very important deep inner practice for me and the history of educating people to give myself permission to be exactly where I am. Without labeling you crazy, yes. depressed, etc. Yes. Because labels make you feel under pressure. So yes. it doesn't lead you anywhere. Okay, I think uh, we have uh, a lot of questions, but I think we have to put an end to this episode. But we have a surprise. Not very soon, but we are preparing a surprise regarding motherhood. So questions will be very valuable and highly appreciated. Narrowing down what would women want to know about motherhood? What would be helpful? What would answer to the real challenges and questions? As many questions as you send us, the bigger the surprise would be. <laughs> yes, thank you. And for those uh, young mothers and old mothers and, you know, mothers there or soon-to-be mothers, Just hang on, you are brave, you are a hero, and hang on there, and you are seen and you are loved for just the way you are. <laughs> and trust the process. Trust, trust the, process. the process. Trust the process. Thank you, Anna. 